It was springtime in the year 5556, 1796, in the Common Era. It was a time of unrest and war. France was in the throes of a revolution, and Italy was the scene of battle between French and Austrian armies. Fossano, in northern Italy, lies at the foothills of the Alps, near the pass that crosses through the high mountains between France and Italy. At that time, a young French general named Napoleon Bonaparte was appointed commander-in-chief of the French armies in Italy. The French advance had been stalled, and it was hoped that the young general would breathe new life into the French military campaign. This was indeed the case, and under Napoleon's leadership, the French armies began to score one victory after another. Just before Pesach, the French besieged the town of Fossano and began a bombardment of the little city. The bombardment came almost daily and did considerable damage to property and inflicted a number of casualties, Loyalenu. Yet the city would not surrender to the French forces, though their situation appeared dire. Pesach came in the middle of the siege. The Jews were resolved to celebrate Zaman Cherusenu, the Simcha of Betuv Levov, with complete joy and full hearts. Even in times of peace, Pesach was a time of anxiety and danger for Jews. The hatred of their Christian neighbors was often roused to a pitch during the Easter season. Pesach was a favorite season for all sorts of wild accusations against the Jews, including the terrible blood libel, with its false charge that Jews use Christian blood in their shmuramatzas. Any excuse, however ridiculous, was enough to start a pogrom against the poor, defenseless Jews. Small wonder, therefore, that the Jews of Fasano were filled with anxiety. Yet, when Pesach came, the Jews celebrated the two Sadorim and the first days of Yontif with their usual joy. This made many of the non-Jewish townspeople very angry. They viewed it as evidence that the Jews were happy about the enemy's success. Rumors began to spread amongst the Christian population that the Jews were siding with the French, that they were perhaps even signaling to the enemy. Sensing the dangerous situation, the leaders of the Jewish community asked the city elders for protection. 
But all of the soldiers were busy defending the city, and the city elders could spare no soldiers to protect the ghetto where the Jews lived. Came the second night of Cholomoid. The enemy opened a fierce bombardment, but with more deadly accuracy than ever before. Somehow, no bombs fell in the Jewish ghetto. The Jews all lived along a narrow street close to the city wall. The bombs seemed to fly over the narrow street and fall into the non-Jewish neighborhoods that were next to the Jewish street. Now the rabble-rousers amongst the non-Jews found it easy to incite the mob against the treacherous Jews, although the Jews were anything but. After all, if a victory over the French seemed unlikely, a victory over the poor defenseless Jews would be easy, they thought. Armed with all sorts of weapons, the mob rushed into the Jewish quarter. There was no opposition. The Jews had left their homes and taken refuge in the fortified shul where, although greatly outnumbered, they were resolved to defend themselves and their families. Knowing, however, that they had little chance, they davened for a ness, a miracle, to save them from the raging mob. In the meantime, the mob was hacking its way through the ghetto, breaking into homes and stores and stealing whatever they could carry. But this did not satisfy them. They wanted Jewish blood, and they advanced ever closer to the shul at the far end of the street. The shul was in a strong, fortified building on an upper floor. A narrow staircase led up to a small vestibule which led into the shul where the members of the kihila were huddled together awaiting the inevitable attack. The enraged mob reached the shul and began to climb up the steps to the vestibule. As they entered the vestibule, there was a deafening crash. A bomb, fired at random from a French cannon, burst through the wall of the shul, landed in the vestibule right in front of the attackers, who quickly took to their heels and beat a hasty retreat. They all dropped everything they had stolen as they ran for their lives. It was indeed a Nes Godel for the Jews of Fasano, for they were saved just at the moment when their fate seemed to have been sealed. As it happened, the bomb that landed in the vestibule did not even explode or do any damage beyond the hole in the wall, almost as if its only purpose was to frighten away the attackers and save the Jews. Soon afterwards, the French captured the city, and the Jews now felt themselves out of danger. The elders of the Jewish community deemed that the second day of Cholomite Pesach should be observed every year by the Jews of Fasano as a day of celebration to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the wonderful miracle of the bomb. Furthermore, it was decided that the gaping hole that the shell had made as it crashed through the wall, 
should not be closed up. Instead, they made a special window around which a golden inscription in Hebrew proclaimed it as evidence of the miracle of the bomb.